0: What's going on, guys? Grant Pushkar here, joined by my co-director, Victor Williams. Are you looking to bring more attention to your sports content? Over at Overtime Heroics, you can be a part of a growing sports community, such as podcasts like my own, Cleveland Surge, and my own, Philly Special Podcast. And if you're looking for a place to share your sports opinions, they also have an active forum for all sports topics. So if you want your sports content to be heard amongst other sports fans, go over to Overtime Heroics forward slash forums and make your first hot take today. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me on this episode of the Wyman Podcast. Whether you're listening on Anchor, which I record all my episodes on, also available on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Breaker, all kinds of stuff, about seven or eight, nine platforms. Also available on the up and coming Podcast Wrestling Federation. Go ahead and follow him on Twitter at Pod Wrestling Fed at Pod Wrestling Fed, Podcast Wrestling Federation, twenty four seven network streaming. Um, of all the podcasts a part of the Wrestling Federation, which includes mine. Um, so busy, long road trip, long night of studying, long night of homework, um, can't sleep, throw on the Podcast Wrestling Federation, um, on Twitch, YouTube, and it is a twenty four seven um, loop of all kinds and of different wrestling podcasts. They're not guaranteed to hear mine, but I am a part of it, so you might. All right, let's get right into it. This is a Wrestling Wednesday. We're talking Raw. We're talking SmackDown, but of course we always start from the top. Monday Night Raw kicks off the week. And um really good show, really different beginning with the 24-7, uh, I think they called it a mosh pit, where you had Champion Our Truth defending or Champion Our Truth and uh Carmella in a mixed tag match against Drake Maverick and his wife Rihanna I think her name is Rina, I don't know really what her name is but um Truth wins and then of course they have the rules where the people going outside the ring who are standing outside the ring anyway can't in, uh, get involved for the 24-7 title until after the match, so as soon as the bell rings, then um, everybody can get involved, so of course our truth wins, the bell rings, and then he's standing there, and then everybody jumps up on the apron, and he realizes, oh shit, I'm about to get fucking ripped, so then of course he gets ripped, big pileup, big, um. I guess that's what you would call it, a pileup of like, whatever it was, 15 or 20 superstars that were out there. And so the ref counts three while well, they're all on top of our truth. And Mike Canellis comes out as the 24 7 champ. So, um, big win for Mike Canellis there. He gets his first title in WWE. And, um, he's not champion for long, though. He goes to um, the back, and Maria not, pounds on the door, he ends up hiding in, hiding in the official's office, you know, real smart, 24-7 champ, let's run into the official's locker room, but um, he runs into there, nobody knows where he is until Maria goes out and knocks on the door, demands to let him in, to let her in, and then um, when Mike lets her in, she says, basically demands him to lay on his back like he always does, and... Um, basically, just take the pin and she pins him with one foot. The ref that's in there, of course, because it's the official's locker room, counts to three. And now, Maria Canellis, Bennett, whatever, Bennett, Canellis, whatever her name is, uh, she is now a 24 7 champion and the first ever um, publicized pregnant champion, which there may have been a few back in the day, but you know. The first one they're actually pushing as a pregnant champion, Maria Canellis, and absolutely love this angle. I know a lot of people are calling it like corny and hokey and whatever, but I do love this angle because um, not only does she get the super serious heat um, and putting Mike as a baby face with the way she got the belt, but now the way she's keeping the belt, um, not only is she putting a lot of attention on the championship. She's putting a lot of heat on that title, but um, she's also getting a lot of heat on herself, and she's getting Mike over, whether people want to admit it or not. People are going to start rooting for Mike Canellis if they aren't already, which um, I am, I was, I have been. Huge Mike Canellis fan, huge Maria fan, but um, this whole Angler pushing, kind of Maria versus Mike in this relationship they got going on, now they're involved in the 24-7 belt, and now... She's not going to be able to defend or be able to compete because, um, you know, she's pregnant. So, I want to see where they go with this. Like I said, I really like this angle. I want to see, first of all, if she's really pregnant. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, she's not, like, huge and showing, so I don't know if that's a storyline or whatever. But um if she is pregnant, then I don't know how the hell they're going to get this belt off her. Is she going to be champion just for the next you know eight months or nine months and then go from there or is um, I mean I can't imagine she's gonna take any bumps I, I don't think I, I couldn't imagine she would the heat they would get for doing that on national TV which I think if she does at this point then she's probably confirmed not to be pregnant like I don't think they're willingly or knowingly gonna send the pregnant girl out there to take you know, some kind of roll-up or suplex or anything, because if anything happens, then it's out, you know, it's on national TV. They're liable for it, and they're probably going to be sued heavily if anything happens, but, um, yeah, I like this angle. I I think it kind of slows down the pace they're doing at, because the 24-7 title seems to have a new champion, like, every day, and, uh, you know, that Raw Reunion had about eight of them, which, you know, I get it, it's a Raw Reunion, you want to have it to feature a lot of the legends and stuff like that but hopefully it slows down because I think our truth they says our truth is already like a 10 time champion or something like that it's like you know the belt was introduced two months ago guys can we can we get like a gender title reign in there or a, uh, I know we had a Bobby Roode title reign for about 10 minutes but I mean something give me a mojo reign but um, you know the fact that they're doing this with Maria hopefully it slows it down it builds a story for that belt even though it's a kind of a comedy gimmick belt anyway but what they have done so far in the two months has been very entertaining I think Um you know I, I, from what I see on social media and from what um, I feel myself I think the 24-7 titles um, d- d- done great the last two months now obviously that has a lot to do with um, R-Truth and Drake but you know they can't ride those two you know they're riding those two into the ground so eventually it's you know you got to find somebody and hopefully now they got Aurea involved with this big uh, pregnancy storyline, and, um, you know, trying to think of ways to have her lose. Um, Shoot, I don't know the way, I would say somehow get it back on Mike, but I just don't know how he would at this point, because she's obviously in charge, you know, at least on screen, she's um, in charge of that relationship pretty heavy, so, unless he just, you know, fights back. You gotta fight back like that uh, J Lo movie. Enough, man, Mike. You gotta take some lessons or something, kickboxing or boxing, 'cause you know the wrestling ain't working out for you. Whatever. I mean, she pinned you, so you gotta you gotta pick up something else and just fight back, man. That's enough. But um otherwise, I I don't know who's gonna take the belt off. Or maybe she will have it for eight months. Now I wouldn't have her have it for eight months. I would have some kind of. um I mean, it's hard to do even a roll-up right now, but I would have some kind of way where, you know, some of those gimmicks where they're sleeping or, um, you know, they didn't see, they didn't see the guy coming, or I, I just don't know how they would do it if she's legitimately pregnant. Now they could. Now if she's not pregnant, then obviously there's a million ways they could do it. They could have somebody bump her or, you know, do something, because if she's not legitimately pregnant and you really want to get heat on somebody. Um, You know, you have them bump the hell out of Maria And then she could say Oh my god, I lost my baby You know, they could do the whole miscarriage thing And um I'm just trying to think Who they would do that with Maybe Mike himself That would be a hell of a storyline If Mike put the 24-7 title over Over his marriage And the, the pregnancy Maybe they could do something like that Where Mike just hits him with a dropkick or something or one of the ladies, maybe like a big, um, big Nia Jax return, and Nia Jax comes in and like hits her with like a mean Samoan drop, um, you know Maria, this being, and just pins her, and Nia Jax is new 24/7 champ. She's done angles with guys before. We've seen her do angles with Dean, and um, I think she was even in the uh, Men's Royal Rumble when uh, I think Randy hit her with like an RKO. <laughs> So I mean, we've seen Naya do angles with men before. I mean, shit, she's bigger than some most of the men out there. Shit. So I think if, if now uh, that you know, of course, the whole Simone drop thing. If Maria's not legitimately pregnant, then you could do it. But obviously, if she's pregnant, I don't think you want the hijacks coming back to to hit her with one of those nasty Simone drops. Cause um, you know, then they could go for there. They could they could build a whole story about how you know she lost the baby and. Um, maybe she turns it on Mike somehow, like, oh, where were you? Um, they, um, you know, they, we lost our baby because of you, and you weren't there to protect us, or you're a piece of shit. You know, basically the same stuff they've been doing. But, um, yeah, if she, that's if she's not really pregnant. If she is pregnant, fuck, I don't know. I guess she's just going to be champ for eight months. Because <laughs> I don't know, unless she's, like, cleared. I don't know any women who are cleared while pregnant to... To take a body slam or you know something. I do not know. I had a uh, five man gauntlet match to determine AJ Styles' SummerSlam opponent. Uh, uh, Rey Mysterio, Cesaro, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, and Andrade from SmackDown Live. Uh, Mysterio and Cesaro started the match. Um, of course, lightning quick pace. The uh, Rey Mysterio took him down. Tweaked his knee but then some of course And then the former World champion 619 master Rey Mysterio um, Sends Cesaro into the guardrail for the break And then uh, Mysterio uh, Ends up getting the one after the break uh, Off the 619 and then the springboard splash Then Sami Zayn comes out wasting no time And tries for the Hulu kick but then Mysterio Gets out of the way, hits him with a small package. Um, I guess in the quick fall, real quick on Sami Zayn. I don't know what the hell they're doing with him. Um, I don't know if he's on his way out or if he's like legitimately injured because he's not even really having like real matches. And um, he's one of the better wrestlers on the roster. He could talk. I just never understood what, what, um, what never was with Sami Zayn. I mean, God. That then they give him like this little spotlight with Kevin Owens, but it's only when Kevin Owens like isn't doing anything It's not like now that Kevin Owens is a big baby face on Smackdown, he's getting this big push Sami Zayn's nowhere to be found But when Kevin Owens is on the back burner just hanging out doing whatever Then they just pair him with Sami Zayn just to pair him with Sami Like it's just weird how they use Sami Like I don't know if you're pushing Kevin in this big way, why wouldn't you have Sami like right behind him or um, you know, defend. You know, trying to fight him off with, uh, you know, Shane and Drew and Elias. But instead, you having like Roman fight these guys off with Kevin. Even though Roman and Kevin have never fucking gotten along, it's just like it's just weird, man. I don't know about Sammy. Maybe he's he is on his way out, or maybe he is legitimately hurt, or maybe they just don't really, they just really, just don't know what to do to him. There's just too many spots. They feel for a guy like Sami Zayn I I would always find a spot for Sami Zayn But maybe that's just how they feel Um I believe Andrade Was next in Um he finally pins Mysterio Knocking Mysterio out And then uh tries to Take off The mask or Um rip the mask off Mysterio and then enter Ricochet Fifth and final entrant In this uh Gauntlet match And um, Ricochet gets the win to get a rematch with AJ Styles for the United States Championship at SummerSlam. Should be a hell of a match. Already got the story built in with uh, Ricochet and EOC. AJ Styles obviously the one beating um, Ricochet for that U.S. belt. I want to say it was two weeks ago. About two or three weeks ago. So... um, I am looking forward to that match, you know A lot of people throw flags on the rematches No more rematches, this and that But, you know, Ricochet and AJ Styles I can't throw a flag on that You gotta, so, like, some I, I, If anything, I get um, WWE in trouble for making that Because some, some champions do deserve a rematch Like, you obviously seen it with Seth Rollins Now you're seeing it with Ricochet Like, obviously If you lose your belt, you gotta get a rematch I mean, come on But if you if you defend your belt like, um, per se, the, the whole thing with Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin I didn't like is because Seth just kept beating Baron. Like, Baron never won the belt, so there was no reason for Baron to get a rematch um, or for Baron and Seth to keep fighting. Like, once Seth beat Baron, it should have been over with. Done. But now I kind of agree with it where it's, I mean, it's always been like this in wrestling. AJ beat Ricochet, and now, you know, he gets a title, you know, he gets a title opportunity to get his belt back. I mean, shit how wrestling is. That's how wrestling always been. See, now if AJ comes out and beats Ricochet and defends, then I think it should be over, done with, um, you know, move on. But who knows where they're going. They might just do this until the end of the year or something. I don't know. These two guys, AJ Styles and Ricochet, are always going to be featured on TV, I think. And they should. Uh, Moment of Bliss was next. Um... I don't know it's just like uh, it's just like there's just having a moment of bliss for for just to have Becky talk. I don't know why I can't just have Becky cut a promo. Um you know I I, I just just like every week now moment of bliss has turned into a moment of Becky. It's just it's the same guest every week. You know it's like having Miz TV every week and having Roman on every week uh, it doesn't make sense. But Trying to get everybody involved, I guess, as much as they can. Triple Threat Tag Team Championship match, the club, the Usos, and the Champions Revival. And a hell, hell, hell of a Triple Threat Tag match here. Um, lasted about two or three segments. Um, but, oof, these three teams tore it down. I love all three of these teams. i um, kind of tired of the Usos, kind of getting worn out. Um. You know when the club gets to win here winning the raw tag titles which i like i like the fact that them and aj both uh, um all have titles now so it makes them more legitimate it's not just you know gals and anderson following around aj at least they have raw tag titles now um just happy the usos didn't win happy um i just want to see and I believe they did beat the um, Usos, so hopefully down the line we'll get a good little club uh, revival, rivalry, even though they're both somewhat heels. But I think at this point, fuck it, they're just so, I'm just so worn out of the Usos and tired of the Usos. and um, Hopefully the Usos taking the pin here from the club should be a, um indication of at least Revival getting some kind of rematch or... Maybe a AOP sighting later on down the down the road. I don't even know if they're on Raw still or SmackDown. But um, either way, happy the club has the Raw tag titles. Happy AJ Styles is the United States champion, and it all seems right in the world of the OC. Um, oh, Viking Raiders had a match Yeah, Maybe maybe Viking Raiders are next up. Um, later on, you have Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. Um, this was alright. Alexa Bliss sold a little like fake injury to get um, a match with. So Alexa Bliss wasn't able to compete. So of course Alexa Bliss can't be pinned. You know Becky can't be pinned. So let's try a fucking fuck job finish. Which, if you have to do these fuck job finishes, I don't know why you're having a match in the first place just to get to a Becky Lynch Nikki Cross match so Becky Lynch could tap out Nikki Cross. I don't get it. Why not just save yourself like 7 minutes And just have a Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross match again Like you're you're gonna do it anyway (laughs) So I mean it was a good segment You know I like Nikki Cross in this role I really do I think she's doing the most of it Especially with like her accent thick. I believe she's like Scottish Or something like that um, Accent But you know it's just Why waste the the 6 minutes Or whatever it was not only between the moment of Bliss that did nothing, but then you want to add into the match where Alexa Bliss didn't get pinned. And you know, Becky's not going to get pinned cause she's a raw champ. Uh, you know, she's going to this hot and heavy match at SummerSlam with Natalia. So she's not going to get pinned anytime soon, at least not unless Natalia beats her at SummerSlam. So it's like, what's the point? Just have Becky Lynch versus uh, Nikki. And having Natalia come out, which ended up happening anyway, Natalia comes out and puts a sharpshooter on Becky and um later on in the backstage area says, you know, I would challenge Becky to a submission match, but I don't think she has the guts to accept it. And anybody listening to the show knows I'm a mark for the submission matches. I've been pushing, I've been waiting for a good submission match. Ever since the uh Kushida Gulak uh match on NXT. It's left me wanting more. I forgot how good and how much I actually like submission matches when you have the two right people and I think Natalia and Becky could be two of the best people. Maybe if you want to throw Charlotte in there with the figure eight and the figure four and all that. But um man, if they do end up pulling the trigger on this, Natalia, Becky Lynch submission match, um sharpshooter versus disarmor. I just hope and pray that Natalia wins. Even if it's not a submission match, I want Natalia to win. I'm just uh, you know Becky was getting like Seth he's just she's just overrun she needs something new she needs to lose the belt and just go and just put other people over instead of just walking around with the belt saying you know beating everybody (laughs) like she's been doing this since April you know well before April because she came in and won the Royal Rumble after she was hurt and you know she entered the Royal uh, Royal Rumble and won Fucking randomly, like Lana twisted her ankle or whatever it was. So it's like she's been doing this for, you know, since January or whatever. You know, let's just, can we get Natalia win? It's in Toronto. And then, especially if you do a submission match, if you have Natalia tap out to that lame ass fucking disarmor in Toronto, there's gonna be a problem. <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of problems, about fucking 18,000 problems or however many fucking people are in that arena. There's going to be some serious shit flying if Natalia taps out to a goddamn busted-ass fucking disarmer in a submission match. So, y'all got to stop. If you're going to do it, do it fucking right. You're setting it up in Toronto. You're setting it up in, you know, as a submission match, which should be Natalia's fucking specialty, coming from the Hart family the Hart dynasty, whatever you want to call it. Um... You know There's no way She just walks in And gets beaten And Becky's on to Something else Like come on You gotta pull the trigger On the tally Sooner or later If not now Fucking win uh, 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 uh. Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler Seth Rollins Is supposedly um, Fighting for Shawn Michaels Even though he had Nothing to do With what happened To Shawn Michaels uh, Which happened On Smackdown On Miss TV But, you know, Seth Rollins is going to be fucking the hero and defend Shawn Michaels against Dolph Ziggler. So, anyway, he gets his ass kicked for it because Brock Lesnar comes out, uh, beats the holy fucking dick off of Seth Rollins. Does the old school F5 into the steel post, which I, I popped for. It was a really fucking cool spot. And Seth sold his ass off for it, wrapping around the post and landing, like, on the other side of the ring, which is really cool. Uh, and then he goes in and does some nasty FIs on a on a folded out um, steel chair, like a steel chair you would sit on. I think Brock actually did sit on it. And he just got up and, like, f 5 onto, like, the steel, you know, backrest of the chair while it was standing up, like, three or four or eight times, you know, across a couple of German suplexes. There was one stiff-ass German suplex on the outside where Seth just, like, slid across the fucking rubber mat he heard it. He just, like, smacked across the rubber padding and then, like, slid into the barricade. I was like, ooh. Yeah, you because his back was all, like, sweaty and shit. And I was like, oh, goddamn. And then um, I think that was followed by the F5s into the ring post or vice versa. But, um, man, I love this match. Uh, or not this match, but this segment. You know, with Brock pulling Seth out. You know, they obviously get Seth on a stretcher and they wheel him into the ambulance. And then Brock, like, stops the ambulance backstage and pulls Seth back out and fucking F5s him onto the stretcher that was laying there sideways. Um, You know, Seth sold his ass off. Brock definitely brought the intensity. He was beating the shit out of Seth with those German suplexes. Those F5s were real. They looked real. They sounded real. Um, You know, whether they were or not, I hope they weren't because, goddamn, I don't know how Seth took it. If they were, he's a tough son of a bitch if he did. But, um... The way he was landing on those chairs, even the way he landed on the stretcher was just like stiff, just like a thud, the way he just landed on the side of the stretcher when he hit him with the, Brock hit Seth with that F5 out in the parking lot or wherever it was, parking garage. But, oh man, I love this, I love this segment, it keeps Brock relevant, it's a surprise Brock appearance. Where nobody was expecting to see Brock until probably next week, of course, the you know go home show go home show of Raw. Um you know, surprise appearance, and he just comes out and just beats the hell out of Seth, man. Just he's just being Brock Lesnar. I mean shit. So can't throw a flag on it. I thought it was a great segment. Um another awesome segment was the Samoan Summit with Roman Reigns. Um, it was advertised as Roman Reigns, Smojo. Um, but Smojo attacks Roman Reigns, of course, backstage. Uh, marches to the ring and announces this, the this Smoan Summit was canceled because of uh, failed peace negotiations. Um, Roman Reigns comes out and starts fighting. Chaos going nuts, going un- unhinged, unglued. <laughs> As uh, Drew McIntyre comes out, then you have Cedric Alexander come out, the OC gals and Anderson come out, which made the Usos come out, saved uh, you know save them and continue fucking fighting and beating the shit. So now you have like six or eight guys or whatever it is standing up there. Meanwhile, you have Cedric Alexander scaling the damn stage, um, and hits a, a cross body off the damn titantron or sideboard whatever the hell it's called onto like all these eight people that are standing down below Um, back in the ring you get Cedric back in the ring fighting Drew fighting Drew McIntyre Gal's and Anderson get back involved with eventually of course the big dog Roman Reigns making the save and um, Cedric flies out and wipes out Drew. And of course, the good guys clear the ring, stand tall. And um, I don't know what had the, I don't know what the fuck Cedric Alexander had to do with this, but it's always fun seeing Cedric Alexander because he could go. You know, as soon as I saw him back in the uh, Cruiseway Classic shit, whenever that was, like three, four years ago, whatever it was, I think I, I fucking immediately liked him. And I thought it was a good segment, but um, I don't know what they're doing here. Maybe it's some kind of, maybe like Roman and Cedric versus Drew and Samoa Joe, something like that maybe. Or um, if they want to include the Usos, have the OC, but then like, like again I said, I'm kind of just tired of seeing the Usos around the tag titles. I'd rather see like the Revival get a rematch or maybe ALP or something, but... I doubt AOP is coming back that soon It's only a week left But You know we'll see I, I'd be down for a Roman and Cedric Versus Drew and Um Smojo I, I think that'd be a really good match And it'd be a high profile match But we'll see where they go um, Other side of the break We're gonna get into Smackdown And what I thought of Smackdown Didn't like as much as Raw But it was It was okay Sit tight. Be right back. We're back here talking SmackDown Live. Um, SmackDown Live kicked off with a cell phone promo from Shane McMahon saying he's not going to be on the show. Taking him screen time tonight. And then he proceeds to cut a seven-minute promo. But um, it leads to Kevin Owens also coming out cutting a promo about Shane McMahon's promo. And then Drew McIntyre comes out cutting a promo on Kevin Owens' promo. Um, that also was about cutting a promo on Shane's promo. So, um... A lot of chain reaction stuff going on here to say the least and it did lead to a good match even though it took a while to get there I thought. It did lead to a um, pretty good match between Kevin and, and Dolph. I like the stunner spot they did on the announce table which the announce table didn't break which I mentioned in my um, last classic match rewind. If you guys didn't listen go back and listen to that but I mentioned how more sturdy the, the announce table seemed to be today and for Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre to hit a fucking stunner and that thing to, like, not even wobble, not even, like, give out. I mean, goddamn, what are they reinforcing that shit with? That's about—that's got to be 600 pounds of weight. And maybe, yeah, maybe, like, five-something. Maybe, like, 550, 600 pounds. I mean, shit, dude. Those are two big bastards. But the table didn't give, and then Kevin Owens hits another stunner in the ring— and pins um, Drew McIntyre. So they're pushing Kevin Owens hot and heavy into this match with Chain. And we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, little Kings court action with special guest Trish Stratus. Whoa, this is out of nowhere. I wonder what's going to happen. And of course, as many have reported and predicted on the dirt sheets, the uh, sheets full of fucking chalk full of dirt um, lately have been have been pretty accurate on some stuff, not a lot of stuff, but, um, you know, not most of this stuff, but they have been pretty accurate on a lot of stuff, and they were all over the Charlotte-Trish Stratus match, and um, before you know it, Trish Stratus is advertised for the Kings Court, and boom, Charlotte comes out, lays down the challenge, and Trish Stratus says, you know what, Charlotte, you gotta, to be the woman, you gotta beat the woman, Biatch. Something like that. So, um, there you go, Toronto. Big, big, huge match. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this kicked off the show. I'm going to say that out loud right now to get that Toronto crowd fucking fired up. Ooh, if they kick the show off with Charlotte and Trish. But we're not there yet. We're going to do SummerSlam preview later on. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. But, man, if I'm looking at this card right now and you you want one match to start the night off, oh, Yeah. Charlotte and Trish. Trish Stratus' music is hitting. Oh, it's time to rock and roll. Oh, it's time I'm in control. Keys to the city, that's because I get down. Something like that. Um, Finn versus Doff, which I thought was going to be a good match, but interrupted with a uh, um, Bray Wyatt sighting. He was um, he was like in the ring, but the the lights were like flashing, so he didn't really know what was going on. Um, they you know the announcer sold it as he was in the ring, then he kind of just disappeared, and Finn turns around and eats a super kick by Dolph for his troubles and takes the L. So, um, no contact for Bray onto Finn in this one, but, um, there was a kind of quick, interesting Firefly Funhouse episode where Rambling Rabbit was talking about how, how much of a fan, I can't remember if this was good at, um, before or after the match, but, uh, I do remember it happening, so, but Rambling Rabbit was talking about, um, how much he's like a fan of Finn and Finn's awesome and then they show like this little video of Finn like doing his coup de grace and his um, over the top rope stuff Rambling Rabbit's like oh I'm such a big fan of Finn but you know he made a big mistake you know triggering the fiend or he said something like that um, and then he's like well Finn doesn't really know what the Firefly Funhouse really is and then that's when Bray comes in or Rambling Rabbit hides and then Bray comes in and like he looks, like, really mean, like he's looking to fucking stomp somebody out. And then I guess he notices the camera was rolling or, he, you know, people could see him and then he, like, puts on that smile and, like, laughs and, like, does a little head shake and, you know, ha <laughs> ha and then um, hits you with the let me in and that deep stare. And then it cuts out quick. It was, like, two minutes, maybe a minute and a half. It wasn't long at all, but it got the fucking point across, and that's what I like. That's what this, um, you know... the the wrestling needs is just these. everything has to mean something and the only thing that means something consistently each and every week in my opinion is this Bray Wyatt stuff whether it's the, the fucking attack on Foley or the attack on Finn or what you've seen him do last night with the appearance but he didn't touch Finn he's just playing the mind games and now you see the Firefly Funhouse where you see Bray not as the Fiend But you see him, you know, with that dark and ugly face at first when he storms into the camera, you know, into the shoot, you know, looking for Ramblin' Rabbit because he thought he heard Ramblin' Rabbit say something. You know, Ramblin' Rabbit's about to spit out, you know, what the funhouse really is. What's really going on in this fucking Firefly funhouse? Until he realized the camera was there and then he's like, oh, you know, he's happy again and, you know, how's everybody doing or whatever, you know, but... Man, everything he does, everything they do with him every week, Raw, SmackDown, whatever it is, means fucking something. And you cannot say that about, I don't know if you could say that about anyone, you know, the champs, any of the champions, anybody right now, but um, except for Bray Wyatt. And, um, big upset there with the Shinsuke Nakamura had a really good match against uh, Mustafa Ali um, the story of this match is uh, Nakamura really couldn't get the uh, Kinshasa of course the the famous finisher that has won him uh, a couple titles a lot of matches and they um, you know Ali kept avoiding that Kinshasa like three, four times maybe, and finally gets to roll up for a win. Non-title match, so I'm not worried. Nakamura marks. He didn't lose the belt yet, but um, he's probably going to. Because, I I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious he was a transitional champion, just the way he lost, um, or I should say the way he won the belt against Finn. The the match was kind of thrown together. It was on the pre-show, and Shinsuke won the belt, and then it was like a one-off. Now Finn's um, doing this stuff with Bray. So I kind of felt like all along, and Nakamura was just like a transitional champion. I didn't really see him getting a long run, and um, I think it's time to put the title on Ali, man. If you want to do a match with them at SummerSlam, it's going to be a hell of a match, and it's going to be, you know, a good push for Ali after losing on a fucking house show the other night, where people on Twitter were giving me telling me. It's not that big of a deal. It's a house show. It's a house show. Yeah, you fucking idiot, but it's getting streamed live on the WWE Network to millions of subscribers. It's not a house show. I mean, there were house show finishes, but it was a fucking, it was a show. It was a featured show, and the match was on the program, even though it was for an hour. So they saved the match to have, you know, Ali get beat. So it's like, for what? I don't know why he would lose that, like that, on the WWE Network, and then you're obviously still going to be pushing him here, you know, now he's going to go beat the IC Champion on a, you know, on a live SmackDown, which I agree with, I, you know, I like, I uh, my point is I like the Ali push, but if you're going to push him and have him go against this IC title, what the hell is the point of him losing on that um, house show? and then, you know don't tell me oh it's just a house show it's just a house show no a house show like 1200 people see it and then they tweet about it on twitter and um you know so, some people see it some people don't the shit is on the network i could go watch i could go rewatch it on the network right now so it's like you know and th- they had matches before um you know, they had matches before to get that uh, weren't on the show like they had a female match. I believe the New Day had like a tag title defense. So they had they had other spots that they could have put that um Ali match on. Which of course, you know, I'm not throwing a flag I I think he I think he lost to Shinsuke. Um, you know, i I C champ, okay, cool, but he why why couldn't he beat Shinsuke at a fucking You know what I mean? He beats him on SmackDown, but he gets beat at Smackville. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm nitpicking. Who knows? But just the way I think is if, I mean, you're pushing this guy, now he's supposedly going to get an IC title run or, you know, at least a shot at it. I don't know. I wouldn't have had him lose the house show. And if I did, I would have had him, I would have swapped him out with that females match or, you know, something else. So that, uh, you know, ten million subscribers or whatever they got can't go watch it or didn't watch it live on a Saturday night or see fucking video highlights of it on Twitter. You know, it's just different, you know, little shit like that, man. You gotta you gotta think about that sometimes. Uh, main event action Kofi Kingston with the New Day of course versus US champion AJ Styles with the O. C. of course from Raw. Champion versus champion Tag champs at ringside with the other tag champs at ringside, um, and it was a really good match. I like the involvement of the the uh, New Day and the Club on the outside. They have fucking great chemistry. Obviously, two teams that could go, and if they want to hit me with a three on three down the road. Or uh, even a new day, you know. I know I know they do the Raw versus SmackDown thing a lot, so maybe we'll get a new day versus a uh, club at Survivor Series. You know, they always do those titles. You know, Raw versus SmackDown, this and that. Um, but even if they want to do a three-on-three down the line, maybe you know. But I think the next one's Clash of Champions or Night of Champions, whatever the fuck they call it now. So, you know, that would be an excuse. What about a winner-takes-all? What about Kofi Kingston, WWE champ, Big E, Xavier Woods, SmackDown Tag Champs, versus otherwise known as The New Day, versus AJ Styles, United States Champion, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Raw Tag Team Champions, Now known as the OC, the original club. Three on three. Six man tag match. Let's make it... Let's make it a fucking hell in a cell. I don't know if they're still doing the hell in a cell pay-per-view. But if they're not, this needs to be a hell in a cell match. Three on three. Winner takes all, bro. New Day walks out with six belts. Or the fucking OC walks out with six belts. That shit would be money. And I don't know who would win. I don't know if they do it. But, um, shit, man, that'd be wild. <laughs> Imagine the OC or New Day walking out with fucking like, six belts. I mean, Biggie would have two belts. And then I guess Xavier would have two belts. And then Kofi would have a WWE belt and US belt. I mean, you want to talk about... Adam Cole wants to talk about Undisputed Era dripping in gold. Woo six belts for three guys come on nah, that's a push that's how you fucking push somebody <laughs> but um that was the last match of the night um kofi beats aj with the I believe he hit him with a trouble in paradise off the aj jellic jumped off the top rope and kofi caught him with the trouble in paradise really good finish um But I don't really know where they're going with that because it was like a SmackDown faction versus the Raw faction. So I don't know if they're going to build that. Maybe they're just going to have their own teams for Survivor Series. Or, you know, like I said, they could always do Big uh, New Day versus the OC just, you know, for the tag match would be good too. Um, Roe Marines interviewed is delayed by a stage collapse. Apparently, Roe Marines is walking towards his interview with Kayla Braxton, I believe her name is. And um it was just weird. I was I mean it was obviously parts of it that taped and then there was parts that were live and or it seemed like it was live. Um I just don't know if it's a new like a brand new guy or if it's like Samoa Joe which we've seen from the night before or um you know Drew McIntyre fought Kevin Owens earlier in the night. So we know he was definitely there as a wild card. From Raw, um, I just don't, I don't really know what, I don't don't know if, like, Braun would do something like that, that'd be kind of, like, random, I know Braun had, like, that little encounter with Maria for the 24-7 belt on Raw, I mean, he hasn't really been doing fucking shit since that last man standing match, which was awesome, and he won, by the way, uh, but, you know, since then he hasn't been doing anything, so... I don't know. I I don't, I don't know who would be my just my guess booking-wise would be Samoa Joe cuz it's like it'd be h- kind of hard to introduce a new rival with one more Raw and SmackDown left. You know, now now you're going to head into your go home shows. So you'd have to have somebody that um at least has a reason to do this and my my obviously first instinct would be Samoa Joe or um shit, man, I, I think that's it, like, uh, maybe Bobby Lashley, I don't know, Bobby Lashley's, like, a real big bad guy, though, that would do that, and, uh, you know, Bobby Lashley and Roman match would be interesting, but it's just, like, I, I don't know if he would, um, necessarily do something like that to that degree to Roman, like, for what, to just do it, I don't know, it was weird, it was a weird, really shot segment, it was really, um, Like, the way they pushed it out to you was weird, because, like, you didn't really see much. Like, it looked like it collapsed on him, and then when they shot back, he was, like, sitting down, like, on the side of it, so he escaped. But there was one shot where he was, like, clearly under it. (laughs) The, uh, the gate, or the steel post, or whatever the hell it's called. But, um... I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe they do something cool with it. Maybe it's, like, another big opponent for, you know, to be revealed. They already got Brock on there, obviously, as the champ. They got Trish Stratus now fighting Charlotte. So uh, maybe they introduce one more big, badass guy. I just, I don't know who would, like, make a return and, like, be a bad guy, Um, especially big enough to fight Roman. Like, you could see Cena coming back for a SummerSlam, but, you know, would he really do that to do Roman? you know, be a bad guy, uh, The Undertaker, you know, I don't know, it's just, um, it was just a weird segment, but I don't know, I thought SmackDown was okay, I still, um, you know, I liked the KO and Drew match, I liked the uh, Nakamura and um, Ali match, I liked the stuff they did with Bray and Finn, um, and the Kofi and AJ match was really good, I just, um, even the Charlotte and Trish segment was a little long, but, you know, I thought they they were pretty good, and they got their point across, they got a little bit of heat on each other, you know. It was alright, it was alright. King was a good, you know. Um, wish I did mention King was also good on the Raw reunion. I, I know he only called one match, but hopefully King still King still seems to like have his wits about him and knows what's going on. He knows how to work a crowd and obviously work a mic microphone still, so... Um, all in all, I thought SmackDown was a really good show, I thought, um, not as good as Raw, I I just enjoyed Raw better, just the stuff with the 24-7 title, and the unexpected fucking ass-kicking Brock laid out, and, um, fuck, what else was there, the triple threat tag match, the gauntlet, you know, Raw had a lot of good stuff too, man, you know, they're getting, uh, really hot and heavy, that's why people were down on them around stomping grounds, and even extreme rules, I'm like, Dude you gotta realize that Um You know They're getting ready for SummerSlam They're just treading water That now is when they start Fucking amping up These last two weeks In the SummerSlam And then before you know it Survivor Series is gonna be here And then Royal Rumble Is gonna be here You know SummerSlam's like the first wave Of like the four In my opinion Cause once SummerSlam hits It's all downhill Then before you know it You're in fucking November And then you know November You know Skip Christmas Then January's the Royal Rumble and, you know, so once we hit SummerSlam, this is when the shit starts rolling downhill. This is when the shit starts heating up and getting fucking crazy. And um, I think you see that every week. I think you see some new cool stuff every week on Raw and SmackDown. So they obviously sense it and they obviously know it um, in the back as producers or writers or um, just uh, creative minds in WWE. So you know, don't don't get down on it in May or June when they're like rebounding from their big WrestleMania season and they're kind of just, you know, working towards what they want to get to for these big pay-per-views like SummerSlam and Survivor Series and all that. Chill out, you know. Give Stomping Grounds a chance. Give give the May pay-per-views a chance once in a while in June. <laughs> like God dang guys, but um. Other than that, I'm out. I'll go follow me. Most importantly, at um. At Pod Wrestling Fed Or no Okay well you can go follow them too That's the Podcast Wrestling Federation At Pod Wrestling Fed 24-7 stream Of A lot of wrestling podcasts Including mine Um, Also now you can go follow me At Wyman Podcast One I post my polls up there My Wyman wheelhouse is up there You can go ask a question and go get your shit aired out Go get your fucking bitching aired out Your grievances Ah, Stop Stop putting Shane McMahon on TV. Oh my god, I hate Shane so much. Let me know what you think about it. Um, Anything. Doesn't have to be WWE. Doesn't have to be anything. Fucking anything pro wrestling. You want to talk about fucking WrestleMania 5. You want me to talk about the Dudleys and ECW. You want me to talk about um, fucking Stephanie as the women's champion. You want to talk about fucking CM Punk's title reign. JBL's title reign um, Evolution I mean this shit just coming to my head Taz's debut <laughs> Love Taz uh, You know Or current wrestling of course Moe's down AEW New Japan WWE What do you want huh What do you got Send that shit man Hashtag Wyoming Wheelhouse Tweet my ass At Wyoming Podcast One And I will air your shit out i fucking Cut the fucking promo on you quick If if you don't fucking bring it, we bring the fucking wood on that Twitter at Wyman Wheelhouse. But um, other than that, guys, thanks for listening. Um, Without you guys, I would not be doing this. As long as I have one listener, I will keep doing this. So um, thank you to everybody who does listen, who retweets, who likes, who engages me on um, the social media. And um Thanks for listening. I'll catch you guys. Probably gonna do my Wyman Wheelhouse Friday maybe Friday. Friday night. And then a little um Well, I'll tell you Friday. But other than that guys, I will see y'all Friday for the Wyman Wheelhouse. Peace.